Well, it has been a minute, hasn't it? It has been a tough 30 days, guys. <laughs> From trying to get out all these last orders to <clears throat> having to, you know, accept the fact that we'll have to shut down temporarily for six weeks because it is a super small operation, the juicy caboose. Um, and then of course to like being pregnant and try to, you know, get all this stuff done and prepare and, um, you know, because I'm older, I was at the doctor like every week. Like it was just, it was crazy. I don't remember it being this way with my first two boys, but with this one, it was a lot and it was really, really stressful. And I was getting really scared for a minute there. Um, but let's start off with a quote. I found me one. It says, life doesn't come with a manual. It comes with a mother. Yeah. And you know what? My mom was fucking fucked up. That lady was fucked up. But you know what, what it did teach me? Because look, I'll say that there are good things that she taught me. I saw my mom go to work every day. Um, she wasn't lazy. We cleaned all the time, right? So I'm clean, kind of. Um, <clears throat> she took us to church, even though it was a lot of different churches, because she was trying to find herself. But, you know, I picked up a lot of things from church. You know, I learned how to pray from going to different churches and have faith in God from going to different churches. And um, so there are things that <clears throat> I learned that were good things. I'm not going to say it was always bad, but <clears throat> there was a lot of fucked up shit too. So, but you know what it did teach me was how not to be, you know, like I do want to be affectionate with my children. I do want to teach them, you know, I just want to show them love. And my mom would definitely turn her heart away from us when she was upset. Like it couldn't, it could be something that somebody else did. If she was in a bad mood, the whole house felt it. She wasn't, she wouldn't talk to us. She would ignore us, you know. And then of course, if it was something that we did do, then it was even worse. And I don't want to be that way with my kids. I want them to know that I love them no matter what. Even if they fuck up, you know, they're going to know how I feel. But I'm never going to give you the silent treatment for three days. You know what I'm saying? I think it's important to always maintain that relationship and that love with, with your kids. But yeah, man, this pregnancy was, um, it was crazy. And so, you know, towards the end, she put me on bed rest, my doctor. Um, and... You know, because I was going just 100 miles an hour. And, you know, it's crazy because <clears throat> I was already kind of feeling some pain in my in my belly, like on the right side of my stomach. But I'm just like, well, because I had been sleeping on the sofa this whole time, like the last three months sleeping on the sofa because I was so fucking big I couldn't even like get up out the bed like I I felt like I needed to sit up like I was in a chair and so <clears throat> that's what I was doing 
I'm sleeping on the sofa. And I was thinking, okay. And then, of course, you know, sometimes it's it was uncomfortable. But it was better than laying in the bed because it was hard to get out of the bed. But <clears throat> I was like, well, maybe I slept wrong. Maybe I, hmm, I don't know. It's just, you feel all kinds of crazy stuff when you have kids, man. And And anybody who's a mom, you know, like pregnancy, I know like on TV and shit, they make it seem like it's beautiful and it's precious and it's so cute and it's so fucking magical. But there's a lot of fucked up shit that comes with it. Like... I was constipated for I don't even know how fucking long. And then my my doctor was mad because I wasn't keeping up with my prenatals. It's like, bitch, I can't use the restroom. Like, I cannot doo-doo. This is horrible. So, shout out to Dr. Higginbotham, y'all. She is not a bitch. She is the best. I fucking love her. But, and she, I'm telling you, man, she had me on all kinds of crazy vitamins. But... <clears throat> It's just, it was tough. So then I was like, okay, so I don't know what that pain was, but wrote it out. We went to the hospital October the 5th, got there seven o'clock in the morning and they started to prep me and Rome is with me. So, you know, we're a little anxious because throughout my pregnancy, my doctor did a shitload of blood tests and other doctors don't do that. But this woman, and she told me from the beginning, I'm nosy. I want to know what's going on with your liver, with your sugars, with your proteins, everything, right? And I was getting a little nervous because from the from the jump, I had issues with my, my insulin, with my sugars, not enough to make me gestational diabetes but enough for her to be concerned right she's like any other doctor would tell you that these numbers are okay i don't like them all right and she started telling me towards the end that she was showing me all the blood work and it looks like i you know have the potential of clotting and just dude it was just like one thing after another but she wanted to be very honest with me which i appreciate and um <clears throat> so you know i'm going into this a little bit anxious you know what i'm saying like just a little bit worried um more worried than i had was with isaiah or aiden you know they were both c-sections also but i really wasn't like in doubt you know and for a couple months for a few months i was like oh my god what if i die like what if i fucking die um, and I heard her tell my husband, I'm like, if, if it's between me and the baby, you better choose me, bitch, because my kids are not ready to be alone without a mother. But <clears throat> we go in, we do the C-section. It doesn't take long. And guys, oh, it was just, first of all, when she's the nurse is prepping me. I'm not looking because I don't fucking like that shit. I don't like to see blood and I don't like to see fucking needles. And you know how they have to put that long needle in your arm so that they can constantly, you know, like change out the, you know, like if they're going to give you pain medication, you know, what is it called? The IVs or whatever. They put it in your arm and then they can switch out whatever it is that they're going to put in there or take more blood if they need to and so it stays there right so they did that put a big old piece of fucking clear plastic tape on it 
And it was crazy because I'm not looking. I'm looking at Rome. He's like, don't look. And then I heard that girl say, oh, I made a mess. And I'm like, oh, that means my blood is everywhere. <laughs> my blood is everywhere. I already fucking know. So, and it, it hurt, guys. And maybe I'm a crybaby. Maybe I'm a fucking chicken. But I finally, when she was done, right? <laughs> And it took a while for me to not feel that needle in my arm anymore. Like, I don't know if it was just me because I knew something was in there, but I felt it. And it took a while for me not to like, you know, for me to forget that it was even there. Right. But when I looked down, there was blood on the fucking floor. Bitch didn't clean it up. Right. I had it on my fucking gown. She, and then when I went to the restroom to go change my gown, because she wanted me to change it because it had blood on it, then she got it on the sheet. I'm like, oh, I'm losing blood already. Jesus, help me. So then, right, they take us to the operating room. Um, And they, Rome doesn't go in there just yet. I have to go in there first. Once I'm ready to go and prepped and everything, laying down, they got that sheet covering you know, where they're going to do the operation. Then they bring him in, right? But then I remember just all the lights in the operating room, just being scared because I remember I had two C-sections and that's all I remember is the operating room being super bright and super fucking cold. And the lady's like, are you ready? And I was like, I'm just... I know that I'm about to see bright lights and be in the freezing cold. And she started laughing. And when we got in there, it wasn't so cold. So I was like, okay, I can do this. She's like, oh, it's not that cold in here. I was like, yeah, it's not. Thank God. Um, Because, guys, it's like super cold. And then you're fucking butt-ass naked for the most part at the beginning. So then you sit on the operating table. Um... And then the anesthesiologist comes in. You have to bend all the way forward, curl your spine as much as you can, and boy, that motherfucking needle. But my nurse, the lady in front of me, she's like, you're doing good. This is going to be the worst. This is the end of it. This needle's going to be the end of it. So I was like, okay. (laughs) So they put it in there. I was like, ah, I kind of moved a little bit, and you're not supposed to because they tell you. You can be paralyzed, all kinds of shit, right? But I could, it fucking hurt. What could I do? And so, but then I started to feel the coldness of it, right? So it kind of hurts at the beginning, but then you start to numb out. And this is for anybody who doesn't have a kid, y'all. Please just think about it really hard because you you do put your life on the line. Even if you have it vaginally, like... So many things can fucking happen, guys. So that's why it's like super important. If you're not a mom yet, you know, it's something that you really, really want to think about. And you want to have a partner. You want to have somebody who's with you. Because had it not been for Rome, I probably would have just lost my shit. And so finally they lay me down. My boo gets to come in. And he's just talking to me. He's rubbing my head. He's rubbing my hand. And I was like, really, bitch, I got to be on the operating table about to motherfucking die and shit for you to rub my head. How many times did I ask for a motherfucking foot rub while I was pregnant? 
And you said you were tired. You know what? I'm so sick of this shit. So <clears throat> I can't even laugh, y'all, because my fucking incision hurts. I have been half ass laughing for the last week, y'all. Oh, my God. My baby is a week old. It is fucking crazy. I can't believe I feel like it just happened. But anyway, so <clears throat> they go in, right? And I hear my doctor and she's talking and pass me this. And yeah, she's doing her thing. And I heard her saying, oh, she's deep down in there. They had to really yank this little mofo out. And she had a little bruising on her forehead. It was the funniest thing. But when she came out and I heard her cry, I cried. Because this whole time I was thinking, you know, I wasn't 100%. I was thinking maybe something would happen to the baby. Like, I just wasn't sure. And when she cried, and they were like 7 pounds, 11 ounces, I said, damn. Even my boys, my boys were both close to 7, but not quite. And this little mofo, she's like 7 pounds, 11 ounces. She's like, yeah, it's all that sugar you've been eating. And I was like, oh, why is she talking shit when I'm wide open? I can't with her. It's too much. So, <clears throat> um, she, she's like, dad, come, come look. So Rome gets up and he looks at her. And then of course they take her to that little, you know, bed where they clean her up and, you know, measure her, measure her head and all that good stuff. And then they brought her to me for skin on skin just for half a second. It wasn't, it wasn't long. Um, but I felt like I couldn't hold her. Like I may have been able to hold her longer, but I was just, I wasn't really feeling good. I was feeling woozy. I was feeling just maybe, maybe the anxiety was just on, on high and I was doing it to myself, but I just didn't feel like I could hold her. And, um, then they took Rome and the baby out and that's when they started to tie my tubes, right? And, you know, fix me back up and sew me back up. Um, and boy, I didn't feel the pain. But whatever they were doing, because then they brought in another doctor to help her. And they, I just felt my body just moving around from side to side, like side to side, like them jerking me around. And that started to make me feel like, like I thought I was getting sick, y'all. I was feeling like I was about to throw the fuck up. Like, I, it was bad. It was bad. Well, I was in there like an almost two hours because Rome was getting nervous. He told me that he asked the nurse what's going on. I've been there for a long time. Well, I had a ruptured uterus. She doesn't know when it happened. There was a thin layer of something holding my uterus up honey she had to fix it she had to i don't know what the fuck shout out to my doctor because when i first went to her she says i want you to know something she's a black lady 60 years old she said black and brown women <clears throat> have a high rate of dying when they're giving birth and my job is to make sure that you don't die well guess what she made sure that i didn't fucking die um 
And she did her thing. She did her thing. And she even told me, she's like, I cut out that old incision because it looked like a fucking train track. And now it looks good. And you know what I can say is that I still have pain, but I don't have the bad pain that I had with Isaiah and Aiden on one particular side. Like the pain is even. Um, and I, And for me, that's a good thing because... There was pain evenly across when I had Isaiah and Aiden, but on the left side, it was like, ooh, my God. And here, this this incision, it's I just feel the pain. I don't feel an extra amount of pain on the left or the right. That was hard because when you're trying to pull yourself up, it's a bitch. So I remember um, Marisol told me that when she had her baby that they gave her a they let her rest for a day and i was like okay maybe they'll let me rest for a day because i don't i really don't remember how long they let me lay they let me rest with isaiah and aiden it's just been so long but what i do remember is remember how i said i had these ivs in my arm or whatever that's the way that would give me pump me the morphine every like three hours or whatever it was the pain medication i don't remember if it was morphine but it was something strong and it was intravenous uh intravenous i don't know if i said that right but it was through the veins right um well over here so i had her at 10 34 in the morning right october 5th this lady comes into my room at 6 30 p.m when i'm finally settled and situated reunited with my boo and i have my baby and we're reunited and we're back we're in a room finally and at 6 30 in the evening she comes in and she says it's time to get up i said bitch what who who where who bitch who you i looked around this girl 6 30 in the fucking evening let me see 10 30 11 30 8 fucking hours later they pull this thing out of my arm so i'm not going to be getting any more medication through my arm straight up tylenol and motrin okay okay after i had been cut the fuck up so they pulled that thing out of my arm. Not to mention, guys, my baby came out hairy as fuck because I'm hairy. Rome has no hair. I'm hairy. Dude, when they put this fucking shit on my arm for, you know, this tube or whatever the fuck it was, and they put that mean ass clear tape, when they took that shit out of my arm, she had to pull the fucking tape off. My arms are hairy as fuck. I'm motherfucking bald on the left arm. It's bad. I was like, this fucking bitch. So anyway, they pull that out. So I'm not going to get that medication anymore. It's just going to be pills. And then they took out the catheter so that I'm forced to get up and go use the restroom. And I was like, oh, my God, this fucking lady. And she told me, she says, ma'am. You have to do it right now while you still have the epidural in your system. Because if you try to start from scratch tomorrow with no meds still in your body, you're going to be suffering. And I was like, oh. 
So I got up, man. I fucking pushed. They put my seat all the way, you know, because the bed can, you can elevate it and then lay it back down. We elevated that bitch all the way and I fucking got up. And it was just enough for her to like change my pad because guys you're wearing these big old fucking pads like i'm talking about monster pads like diaper pads it's bad because you're bleeding and bleeding and bleeding right all of this stuff is just coming out right c-section or not it all it all makes this its way to come out of your body through the vag and so yeah i stood up and it was so hard and i was trembling and i was in pain and she's like, do you think you can walk? And I took a couple steps and I'm like, no, I can't. I tried. I tried. Um, and then it was just straight Motrin and Tylenol um, or ibuprofen and Tylenol. I don't know if it's the same thing, but um, but the nurses were good, guys. The women's hospital was really, really good to us. I was I dude, that was on a Tuesday. Wednesday, I was already walking, trying to walk by myself because I wanted to go home. Like the first two, I don't think I was in a rush to go home. But this one, I was ready to go. Like I did not want to be there. And I think that I wanted to stay for the first two because my boys were taken directly to the NICU. Both boys. They were both born early. Isaiah, my oldest, was he was there for four weeks because he was born a month early. Almost seven pounds, though. Aiden, he was born three weeks early. Almost seven pounds. They were, they, them two are both the biggest kids in the NICU. Big, big motherfuckers. And, uh, but this one, this little seven pound, 11 ouncer, she was ready to go that day. She was no NICU, no nothing. She was good. And so I just kind of felt like I have her. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. So the next day, <clears throat> on Wednesday, I'm getting up and I'm doing a little baby shuffle throughout the room, right? Trying to just like move around. Um, Thursday, same thing, man. I'm practicing in my room. Um, and mind you guys, I had not slept because the baby, she, Rome was with me that one night. And then he had to come home and be with the boys. Like, it just it, there was no way for him to like be with me at the hospital so you know the nurses they help but sometimes it would take them a little minute to get to the room because they have all these other ladies on their on this floor that they're taking care of and so it was tough man I was having to get up and in pain dude trying to take care of my baby and um shout out to my nurse Asia I'll never see you again but she had come in on Thursday and she says, have you slept? And I was like, no, I haven't slept since I've had this baby because she didn't want to sleep in the bed. She wanted to sleep with me. But I had to sign a paper that said I would not fall asleep with her in my arms in that bed. And that's why, but that she would fall asleep right next to me and it was hard for me to get up anyway, so I would just let her sleep there, but I would have my eyes fucking wide open, y'all, like a fucking zombie, because I was scared to fall asleep, and I knew that I was so tired that there could have been a possibility that, you know, I could have hurt her, Um, so I was forcing myself to, to stay awake, 
And so she asked me, have you been asleep? And I said, no, I haven't slept. She goes, mom, I can take her to the nursery for you. We'll take care of her. I said, you will? <laughs> and I said, she goes, yeah, I can do it for toward, toward the, ends of my, the end of my shift. She only had like two hours left, right? So she took her that night. Well, she came back the next night or something. She took my baby for like six hours, dude. She said that she came in because <clears throat> I told her, we'll just take her for four hours. And she's like, okay. So at four hours, she came in. She said, I was knocked out and she just let me sleep the rest of the time. Dude, that helped me. That jump started me. That gave me the energy that I needed to keep going. But shout out to Asia because she is the best. And she's the one that convinced me to watch Squid Games, y'all. Squid Games, if you haven't seen it on Netflix, it's fucking sickening. Rob and Mighty Soul were talking about that shit. I saw it kind of like on the little whatever menu thing. But it didn't look appealing to me. And um, But I finally watched it because I was in the hospital, right? Fuck it. Let's binge. It is fucking sick and twisted. So y'all check that shit out. It's fucking gory as fuck. I don't watch that type of, that type of shit because I do not like blood. And that is for real. But I watched it and it was sick. And I told my comadre to watch it. And when she watched it, she's like, I cannot believe that you were watching this. Like the whole time I was thinking, and Marissa was really fucking watching this shit. So anyway... <clears throat> But um, finally, Friday came and we got discharged and um, and we came home, man. And it was so good to come home with my baby and not have to keep coming back to the hospital every day to visit and all of that stuff. Like it was just good to bring her home. She's so strong, so healthy, so hairy, so fucking precious. I don't even know. She's got Rome's nose. It's the craziest thing. That was the first thing that I saw. Um, and I don't know. Her little face is changing, but she's so fucking cute, man. She is just a little cutie. And so um, my doctor recommended a pediatrician. And they're going to get back to me on the name. Because she told me the name of the pediatrician when we were at the hospital. Of course, I don't remember. Um, but... I did find and schedule an appointment for a pediatrician for my baby girl with it's Texas, Texas Children's Pediatric on Kirby. There's three on Kirby, but I think this one is at Kirby and Alabama. Her name, the doctor is doctor. Let me see if I can give it to y'all in case there's anybody who's looking for a pediatrician. Now, her name is doctor... Let's see dr mary j lyman l-y-m-a-n and the reason i chose this place um shout out to jacinda she gave me this information um was because every vaccine that they give your child has no preservatives so all those preservatives like have like formaldehyde i mean all those vaccines have formaldehyde and all kinds of shit to make them last longer. And my doctor is super like holistic. So she told me, do not get the hep, what is it? The hep B shot that they try to give the babies before we leave. And I got them for Aiden and Isaiah. I didn't say no to any vaccines. Um, 
with the with my boys, but I didn't know any better. And so for this, when we were um at the hospital, my doctor said, you do not get that for your daughter. Don't, no, don't get it for her. And there's fucking preservatives in it. Don't do it. So she has a doctor that she likes, but since I was waiting for that information and my friend Jacinda had told me months ago about her doctor that she goes to where they give vaccines, but every last one of the vaccines that they use have no preservatives. You don't even have to ask. Every single one that they give the kid, no preservatives. So I still want my kids to, you know, be vaccinated, but I want to make sure that there's no crazy preservatives in it because that's, I mean, that, that does harm to your children. So that lady, uh, my baby will be going there. Now, the one that my doctor recommended, she likes her because if there's a sibling that has autism, which my, my baby Aiden has autism, um, they do it to where the next kid they do specific kind of like vaccines. That's kind of the way she described it to me. Um, but again, I was so fucking like, <laughs> I don't remember exactly everything that she said. Cause she came and she checked on me pretty much every day. Um, but, um, but that's the one that I kind of wanted. So I'm still kind of waiting to get that information from her. Um, but we'll see either way it goes. Um, I'm just glad to be home. I'm glad to be out of the hospital. Um, I'm glad to, you know, my recovery is going okay. Um, It's a lot of pain, y'all. If you've never had a C-section, God, it's miserable. It's, It's just so miserable because, you know, vaginal births, they hurt. Like, boo, I... Damn near everybody I know has had a vaginal, right? And they talk about, oh my God, guys, this nurse who had gone in there. She was one of the ones who was coming and just taking my blood pressure, my temperature every whatever hours, right? She was telling me, because I told her, oh, I had the tubal and I had the C-section. And she's like, oh, mom, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I want to cry every five minutes, right, from the pain. She was telling me her birth story. She's like, girl, my baby, every time I would, he was already so low. He was already coming, right? So they couldn't do an emergency C-section, but he had the umbilical cord wrapped around his throat like two times. So, and when he came out, he was blue. Like they had to rush him and, oh my God, do all this stuff. But what they did to her was they had to, so that they could get in there and remove that umbilical cord from around his neck, they had to cut her from her vag to her butthole, y'all. They had to fucking slice her, dude. Like, they had to fucking cut her, she said, for her to use the restroom and pee. And just, she thinks back at that time, and she's just like, it's like it was just yesterday. Um... And that's why I say, man, if whoever's listening and you don't have kids yet, it's a very, it's a, it's a big step. It's a, a big decision. And so you just got to make sure that whoever you have a child with is going to be there 
and be there for you because it is tough. Having a baby is literally like a life or death, you know, situation. Like you do put your life on the line. You gamble. Um, And, you know, now hospitals are equipped to handle a lot of things, but... You just never know, man. It's just, it's tough. And the things that women go through to, like, have kids, man, it's just, oh, boy, it brings you back to reality. Um, but um, the recovery has been, it's been tough. It's only been a week, but um, I'm, I'm moving around. I'm keeping up with my meds. I'm pumping. Um, she's kind of latching on ish, you know, I think at the hospital, I gave her too many bottles because I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I was in so much pain, dude. I couldn't move her left or right. Or I really couldn't maneuver myself to get comfortable to hold her in for her to latch on. She did twice at the hospital. And then at home, we've been kind of practicing because she's used to the bottle already. Um, but I've been pumping, so and I'm not making a lot, a little 30 milliliters <laughs> with that's combined left and right. Um, but hey man, it gets thrown into her little her little bottle. And um and we're just working. We're working on it. We're working on you know, getting that breast milk going. Um, hopefully getting her to latch on and uh more. Because she does it here and there. Um, She did it the last two nights, so that's good. Uh, It's crazy because when I was pregnant with her, it was like she would wake up at fucking 2.30 in the morning, right? And be awake for hours because she would just kick, kick, kick all night. Honey, when I tell you that this little girl, all day long she eats, goes straight to sleep. Eats, goes straight to sleep. Come 1 o'clock in the morning... This little girl eats and is wide awake. Eats again, wide awake. Eats again, wide awake. (laughs) Boy, she is something else. She is something else. But I never thought I would have a daughter, y'all. Never thought. We thought we'd only have boys. Like, this was unexpected. But it was such a blessing because I can't stop looking at her little funny face. It's the cutest thing. She's so fu- She's got hair all over her whole face. She's like a little wolf. It's the cutest thing. Um, but it's a blessing, man. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad that we're both alive, honey. Because I, I was getting scared for a little bit there. But and I, we're just taking it slow. Next week, I can drive again. My comadre, she is picking up the kids for me in the morning. She's um, picking up the kids after school. She's going to take them to golf tonight and football tonight. And she's just been coming through, man. She helps me so much. I love her to death. Um, So it was bad. It It just feels good to come back on and just to, you know, spill my little heart out. And um, just, you know, update you guys. And uh, shit, that's about it, man. Oh, well, Rome was here for six days, so that's good. He left yesterday. Today's Tuesday. He left yesterday. And so, no, no, no. Did he leave yesterday? Sunday? I can't remember. 
but I'm on my own. And that's why Booski, Michael Madre, is helping me out. And it kind of sucks because I'm sad that he's gone, but he's got a lot on his plate, y'all. I just, I, I just love him so much. He's so fucking, and he never complains. He never complains. Um, and he just loves her so much. I just FaceTime him as much as I can to just show him that precious little face. Because I feel like if I can see her, he should be able to see her. And he's working nights, which is cool. Because I can call him because she's going to be awake. <laughs> she's going to be wide awake. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we're just, you know, taking it day by day. And, uh... And just appreciating, just appreciating life, man. Appreciating fucking motherhood. Um, And hoping that I don't fuck these kids up. Uh, That's my goal. (laughs) I mean, I guess I'll fuck them up a little bit. But not, not too, not too bad. You know what I mean? Not, I don't want to fuck them up that bad. You know, just, just a tad, just a sprinkle. Um, Because if you ain't fucked up, bitch, you ain't living. But anyway, y'all have a good one. I love you guys. Shout out to all my peoples, all my ladies that work nine to five, all my hustlers, and all my motherfucking strippers, bitch, because don't nobody work as hard as you in those damn heels. Bye.